We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Let, let's get through the Christian Benteke revenge game first. Uh, it was Crystal <laughs> Palace. It was Crystal Palace too. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more. Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. You ready? Yeah, let's rock and roll. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by MacWeldon.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you can still go to MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code ROTOSOCCER to get 20% off of your order. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me as always is Andrew Laird. Andrew, game week number 10 is in the books. I mean, Arsenal looked good. I mean, that's a plus, right? Yeah, definite, definite plus. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea looked good. That they was did. a plus. Yeah. Both Manchester clubs, well, only one Manchester club. I was going to say, one good. of them looked pretty good. Yeah. And the other one was Tom Heaton. <laughs> But we'll get to all that later. Uh, let, actually, you know, we mentioned Arsenal. I mentioned Arsenal. Let's start with them there. 
Uh, I do. I would like to say that last week I asked you if you would start Jermaine Defoe, and you said absolutely not. And what do you know? Jermaine Defoe scores a goal that meant nothing, like he usually does. Yeah. And then Arsenal had four as well. Yes. So uh, what was interesting to me is Olivier Giroud. I believe he came off the bench in this one. Correct. And scored twice. Twice. Yep. And uh, we're taping this Tuesday evening, East Coast time. Arsenal uh, came back and beat Ludo Goretz in Bulgaria today, and Giroud scored again. He started that match, and I think it's it's Giroud time. So if it's Giroud time, if you really are correct, and I'm not saying that you are, uh, especially because he's coming back from injury and he just played twice and like he played a full game in a, a, like in a, a 30 minutes, like a, like a game in a third in three or four days, um, putting him out there for a third time, starting twice, for example, that would be a little ambitious as far as a recovery plan from a coach and a club that is notoriously slow bringing people back from injury. Well, they're also notoriously uh, guilty of playing guys way more than they should when they come back from injury, meaning once they actually start them. And so I think it's entirely possible that he could um, get hurt this weekend after starting. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, all right. Let's stay. Let, you know, let, let's stay in this hypothetical sure. world, because let's be honest, there's not too much to talk about that actually happened in this game other than this. Uh, so if Olivier, if Olivier Giroud does come back and he does start, who does that affect the most in terms of fantasy production? Do you think it's, you know, like a like you're going to sell your shares in Theo Walcott? Because you have a lot of them. Uh, I do have a few shares of Theo Walcott. I think he's the one that gets hurt the most, mostly because uh, it, they the two of them have just never been able to play uh, effectively together for kind of an extended period. Uh, Alexis Sanchez is good wherever he is. So the fact that he's not going to be the number nine, I think, doesn't. Uh, doesn't hurt him too much. In fact, for DraftKings, you may even get a few more crosses than he had. But he's, <clears throat> you know, he'll, he'll succeed wherever he is. But, yeah, I think Walcott, um, who actually was held out of the last two matches due to some minor injury, so it could be that they kind of have an easy out in terms of replacing him uh, with Giroud, at least in the short term. But the... I think, yeah, it's really Walcott, and then I think everybody else, not necessarily, like, gets better, but, um, you know, it gives Mesut Ozil kind of a bigger body in the box than they're used to having. And, uh, I don't know, I think the the way that, that Arsene Wenger wants to play is with Giroud up front, and so now I think he's going to be able to get that because most of the attack is healthy. It, yes, um, I, I, and for me, I, who was the only piece that's missing? Cazola? Yes. And for me, I, I, I do think that it's Theo Walcott has the most to lose from it, but he's been playing so well. I mean, can you see all three of them playing them, all three meeting Sanchez, Walcott and Giroux? Uh, I, I guess. I mean, the way that, that they've been lining up, uh, like we said that with, they have Alexis as the number nine, which means Walcott's kind of been pushed out to the wing. So if theoretically you keep keep Walcott out on the wing uh, and put Alexis on the other one and have Giroud uh, centrally, then I, I, theoretically that works. It, but they just haven't been able to – there's not a track record of, of Giroud and, and Walcott playing well together. And that also means that Alex Iwobi and Alex Oxlade and Chamberlain are pushed to the bench. 
Um, we, they have Aaron Ramsey back, but I mean, he pl- obviously plays a little further back. So we'll see if, if he gets a start, uh, uh, this weekend. I mean, they have a big one against Spurs, but that we'll talk about later in the week, but they have, you know, the, the problem that, that you want to have, that they just have a lot of guys for the same spots. Yeah. For me, I, 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 this is, I'm the last person who will commend Thea Walcott. <laughs> I, I'm not a huge buyer. I just do think that he's played well enough to not lose his spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. Um, Willian did too, and we'll we see how that worked out. So, yeah, that's a little unfair. <laughs> um, we'll get to that too, though. Um, okay, let's get to the actual score sheet, though. It was Jermaine Defoe from Duncan Watmore, everyone's favorite mm-hmm. Watmore. Um, and then for the, uh, it was Sanchez and Drew splitting four goals evenly. And then Kieran Gibbs, Mesut Ozil, Aaron Ramsey, all who we mentioned. Oh, sorry. Not Kieran Gibbs though. And, uh, Alex Oxley Chamberlain, three of the four we've mentioned. Kieran Gibbs did play for Nacho Monreal and Nacho Monreal also did not travel to Lundo Correct. Right. Correct. So, I, I mean, I asked you earlier today, um, you know, like who would you who would you want for our rankings this week? And and you and you think it's going to be Kieran Gibbs again? Yeah, Gibbs. Um, he picked up an assist last weekend, and uh, I believe no, he did not get one today. Ludo Goretz, but I mean, he. I've always kind of thought that he. Uh, I think he could play. He could start on most Premier League teams. He just uh, happens to play on on one of the few sides where he wouldn't be able to get a start, but. Um, I think he's a, he's a quality left back. The the bigger question, or I guess it's not even really much of a question, uh, but Hector Bellerin uh, also did not travel for this game, and it's kind of unclear how serious his injury is. Carl Jenkinson started uh, after returning from his torn ACL, so it's possible uh, Jenkinson gets the start um, in place of Bellerin, um, which means obviously Matthew Debucci is still just without without playing time anywhere, but. Uh, yeah, Gibbs, I think Gibbs is perfectly usable in, in most formats. I was actually going to pick him up uh, last Friday and ended up not doing it and went to do it Saturday morning, and somebody in EFSA snagged him from me, which um, my own fault. I should have just done it when I – because I'm a Montreal owner, so uh, I had that, but bravo to – I forget who. I think Jake Lee was actually the one who got him, so well done. <laughs> yeah, you seem so excited. <laughs> uh, I, I mean – We'll we'll talk more later in the week as far as you know, the the actual matchup against Arsenal. But bigger picture, has anything changed in terms of who you want from Arsenal on a week to week basis, or is it still just you know like Alexi Sanchez, Mesut Ozil, and then maybe sprinkle in Theo Walcott, uh, Theo Walcott and Olivier Giroud? Uh, yeah, that's that's how I would put them. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm a a little more of a believer in Olivier Giroud than, than most people. Uh, so I may actually put him a little higher than, than Walcott, uh, if they're both fit, but yeah, well, it also depends. I mean, we also don't know if they're both going to play right, at the same right. time. Yep. I, I mean, for me, for me, I'm just assuming, let's say all of them are on the pitch. You would still have Giroud higher than I would. Yeah. yeah. And Walcott. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ramsey's really the, the X factor, like when he is fit and playing well, like this team is so much better. Uh, but he just the he just can't get consistent playing time because he just always seems to be hurt. Well, and and does his does his positive play translate to fantasy as well? That that would be the other question I have for you in terms of Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, uh, 
not on DraftKings certainly, um, and probably not in FPL because he's, he's not a big goal scorer. But uh, I'll have to look deeper in the stats. But it feels like he uh, should be valuable in on FanDuel just because uh, you know he can create chances. It's it's really a matter of how much he plays like Santi Cazorla when Cazorla is not on the field. Because um, Cazorla is, I think, made for FanDuel. So we'll see what happens when he comes back. Yeah. So. All right, we've made this a, a nice, a nice little Arsenal piece, but it's rare. It's rare when you see like the attacking, the attacking side shift so much. So I figure we give it some time. But just the return of Lydia Giroud does mean a lot of different things for a lot of different players on a team that a lot of people like to pick from. Yep. So let's move on to uh, a team that ha- a couple of teams that only have one or two attackers that are worth it, and none of them did anything, and that was Manchester United nil. Burnley nil going into it. I remember I said it last week. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I think, led the league in unconverted chances. So yeah. basically, chances to Big score. Big chances missed or whatever. Big yeah. chances missed. Yes, that's correct. And he continued that. Uh, <laughs> He's extended his lead. Yes. Oh my God! Uh, the header. There was one header oh. that. You know, a hundred times out of a hundred, he makes. And I was listening to ESPN FC. And they dare to say that Zlatan's losing confidence. Oh my God, no, he's not. He's yeah. just not scoring. Yeah, it's uh, uh, he is still very confident. In fact, when he missed, all he did was smile. That right. is still a confident man. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was an incredible effort uh, for all ninety minutes by Tom Heaton. Uh, it's it's not uh, often where a team can pl- uh, take thirty seven shots and not score. Um, the the stats for Heaton. Um, are really just incredible. Uh, the The number of shots that they give up, uh, in, and they don't. I, I don't want to say they give up bad shots because, like that Ibrahimovic one, uh, should have been finished. So theoretically, like if if those are the shots they're giving up, they're going to be in like huge trouble. But uh, I believe the number I tweeted out last night when I was uh, going through our our latest stats, but. I believe Burnley have allowed, yeah, here it is. Burnley have allowed 91 shots in the last three games, which is just an astonishing number. It's also the same yeah, number. How, how, how many were on target? That's really what matters. Well, it's the same number of shots that Chelsea have given up all season. And we're not that's five fine. games like, in. That's fine. Like, that's fine. I understand. That's a, it's a large number, but if they're giving up shots that all go high or wide, that probably means they're taking them from bad positions, which is not hundred. That's not a hundred percent correlation, not one to one correlation, but it, you know, it's a good enough correlation that if you miss the target as a professional soccer player, a prop soccer player, it probably means you weren't in a good shooting position. But, but even just the volume alone is bound to beat them, like that. Like even if five percent of the shots go in as opposed to fifteen, like the rest of the league. When you give up that many, the volume is going to come back and bite you. Yeah, and that's – well, that's the reason why I, I will pick Tom Heaton most weeks right. because the saves will outdo any, uh, you know, the goals that he scored. That yeah. score. He's going to end but, up being the most highly owned player on FanDuel every week because – especially this week because people are just going to see, you know, th- 33 points from 11 saves. And like, well, just, you know, five actually, saves you know are just locking in 50 points from your goalkeeper. Uh, you know, uh, I think that's going to be an interesting conversation for later on this week. And I, I think, I mean, I may, I may or may not have a different take. I have to go look into Crystal Palace more, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it's, I'm not sure that's the best matchup. But we'll save that for next week. Uh, the other thing about Zlatan that I noticed is that he was getting a lot of shots blocked. 
um, and a lot of shot and you know getting closed down by you know the likes of Ben Mee. Like who the hell is Ben <laughs> Mee when it when it comes to Zlatan Ibrahimovic? So uh, um, is that something that concerns you going forward about Ibrahimovic? Correct. No. Does does he look a step slow? Are his reactions not as quick? Uh, um, I mean, he still. I mean, he still was able to take the ball down on his chest and have a nice volley that was just saved by right. Heat, and he also had the clear opportunity on his feet, on his foot that was saved by a that flying Casper Schmeichel, Tom Heaton. That and he said that he thought his arm was broken. <laughs> Zlatan hit it so hard he thought he broke his arm because his arm was straight out, not fully extended, right. and so the on the impact of the ball snapped his arm back and almost broke it. Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't concern me at all. Okay. Doesn't concern me either, but uh, you know, everyone in Manchester is very nervous. Uh, Paul Pogba had a terrible game. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I mean, he had a couple of linkups with Zlatan, but overall, he did not play well at all. And uh, to make matters worse, he also picked himself up a yellow card. So, um, for that matter, so did Tom Heaton. The only the yeah. only misstep he took was taking way too long on a on a goal kick. Right. Um, but overall. I mean, you keep your. I actually feel more comfortable with Tom Eaton against the bigger name clubs and the lower level clubs. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because you know that the saves will come. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's. I've been. I. I think everyone else is finally catching up to me in this one instance. <laughs> That's the only instance. I'm not going to try to say I'm some kind of prophet. Just yeah. only on this one. Only on this one instance. Yeah. The. Uh, the big matchup last weekend um, for Fanduel was David Marshall and. Uh, Heaton because everyone's like, all right, you got to focus on the, on the bad goalkeepers. Cause they're going to see a lot of shots. And obviously we've, you know, talked about how great Heaton was, but Marshall was awful. And it's, it's clear that just picking a, a poor side, you know, a goalie against a favored side is not necessarily going to be what, what wins you a bunch of, like it, the saves are important. Uh, as silly as that sounds like, it's not just, um, just having shots, you know, come at you. Um, like from what I, I believe that Hull have allowed twice as many of their shots on target to go in than Burnley. And like, that's a major difference when you're giving up, you know, 65 shots on target. Yeah. Then there, and then there's Loris Carius who has let up oh, like half the shots that are on target go in period. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, and he was like an upgrade from Simon Mignolet, or so yeah, we thought. <laughs> exactly. That that was really yeah. That was really more where I was going with that. Okay, uh, another game that we did both predict. Um, we thought that it would be a little bit low scoring. It was a little. It was one more goal than we both thought there would be, but still, it was the same side we thought. Middlesbrough took care of Burnmouth two nil. Burnmouth on the road, uh, no good. No, I, I believe they do not have a point in the last five or six. <laughs> Uh, um, no good is correct. Yes. No good. No. No bueno. <laughs> uh, so Stuart Downing scoring his first goal in like three years. In a long time. Uh, and uh, and Gaston Ramirez getting the goals for Burrow. That was an awesome goal. Ramirez's goal. Yeah, it was. Um, in fact, we saw it, it wasn't quite like Dimitri Payet's from earlier this season when he basically juked out five defenders uh, yeah. on his way from. Three- Three on one juke, but right, yeah. But uh, Ramirez basically went three quarters of the field on his own and had a great move in the box, and it was great, great play. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, Only kudos counts for to, one, though. But. <laughs> yep. Kudos to him. Do it, do it more consistently, and we may actually consider putting you in our lineups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and – there was only there's only a total of five shots on target, I think, something like that. Uh, not really, not that many. Nope. Yeah, so. it was a. I mean, the Burnmouth, like we, as you said, like we knew they weren't great on the road, so we weren't going to expect much. So, anyone thinking that there were like fireworks in this match, uh, you'd have to explain yeah. to us why you would, you why you would have thought that. It's amazing. It's amazing though that forty percent of the shots that were on target went in. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's what happens when you don't have Tom Heaton in goal. That is a lesson for everybody. <laughs> Real Madrid's Tom Heaton. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go on to uh, Spurs one, Leicester one. Uh, Ahmed Musa continues his hot streak, and yeah. Jamie Vardy getting on the board with an assist, mm-hmm. and uh, getting on the board with a penalty was Vincent Jansen. Mm. Uh, Garbage surprise. Call. Yeah, it it was what it was. Um, that that's that's a terrible expression in this case, but it, 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 they all count. Uh, yes, it was surprising he, he took it. They had plenty of guys on that field who we thought would take penalties before him. I don't know if because he act, he somehow tricked them into thinking that was a penalty that he deserved to take the kick, but he just kept speaking in Dutch and no one could understand him until right. it went right. That's what okay. that's clear. That is clearly what happened. Mm-hmm. But must be. For me, for me, this is again. Vincent Janssen is a placeholder. That's all we. That's all we've learned. Yes, totally. Uh, he is. He is. He is not. He has not made a case for himself to actually get playing time when Harry Kane comes back. Correct. Which is Sunday. The, almost maybe. Sounds like it's going to be Sunday. <sighs> On the Leicester side, no, uh, another non-start for Islam Slamani. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Uh, I will. Like I'll be uh, worried as a Slimani owner. I'll be worried if he does not start tomorrow, which is their Champions League match. So my thought is they were going to White Hart Lane, probably not thinking they were going to win. In fact, that's I I'd say that's a pretty good point. Even without Harry Kane, a, a point at White Hart Lane is pretty good. Oh, and then good. resting oh. him for Champions League. A good point in the standings. Yes. Yeah, like a good point made by no. like a coach saying, no, no. "Oh, we're not going to win here." No, that's a terrible. Point. No, 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 that's yeah, that's a bad thing to say. But <laughs> a good yeah, point okay. earned. Yes. Uh, another noteworthy thing: Casper Schmeichel five saves. Yep. Nice to see. Uh, so even though he didn't get the clean sheet, he was still able to get you uh, eight points, which is not bad. But you had to pay a lot of money for him. So yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's it's just good. It's good to see Casper Schmeichel do well because I think he's a very good goalkeeper. I agree. But overall, we thought this game would actually be very unentertaining, and it and it's lived up to the hype. It was not very entertaining. Yeah, I mean, there was no reason to think that Spurs were going to match. I mean, as as poor as Leicester have been this season uh, on the road, uh, a Harry Caneless Spurs wasn't going to blow them out. So yeah, and you weren't going to get any value for anyone on the Spurs defense, even if you thought since this was a high profile matchup, like oh, you know. Uh, Lester good on the Lester bad on the road Spurs best defense by far uh, you still were not going to get the value on Spurs that you would have needed in a daily format right. it just wasn't going to happen agreed all right uh, let's go on to Watford one Hull nil in a game that showed that had a grand total of three shots mm-hmm. on target uh, Roberto Pereira put his away or oh, sorry he he, he nope. put 
he put his he, he tried to put his away, but uh, it was helped over the line by Michael Dawson uh, from Hull. So it was just zero, again zero shots on target for Watford. That's correct. Well, you know what? <laughs> you, you do I, not I get th- a shot on target for an own yeah, goal. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of crappy, but. He got the assist in FPL. Yeah, not, not yeah, not all own goals are non shots on target. I think it should be an anyway. That's a, that that that's one of those uh, absolutes that needs to be more nuanced. Okay, that's just that, that's my opinion. Okay, because like if a shot's like rolling in and a, and a defender tries to clear it off the line, but it, he just doesn't, that's still a shot on target. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I'm making making much ado about nothing. Uh. Yeah, I mean, Gomez made he got a two save shutout and a win on DraftKings, so you know that's that's a good fourteen points. Yep, that works all right. Yeah, uh, not I really much. It still, it's, I forget who. Uh, I forgot where I heard this today, but basically, oh, it might have been. Yeah, I forget who it was, but basically, everyone was like, "Oh, there was a," um, you know, people looked at this match and they were like, "Oh, we got to go heavy on Watford." because they're playing Hull. And it was like, well, it's Watford, though. Like, be careful. It's Watford. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I did the heavy thing in terms of I took a defender and Troy Deeney. Like, right. Troy Deeney was a good call. It yeah. didn't work out, but it was a good call. Yeah, I think Deeney was the right call. Anyone beyond that, I think, was just... Oh, holy boss. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, holy boss wouldn't have been... I mean, they, I mean, these are the reasons why I don't win on, against you on DraftKings. And again, you beat me. So that's... Uh, what am I now? Two two and uh, I nine. St- I stopped counting. Yeah, I'm two and nine. So basically, I, it's one more than the week, that, than, the, than the game week, because I did two in one week. Right. And I've only won twice. Okay. So I, I can... Yeah, I could do that math. Uh, all right, let's go on to West Brom nil. They never stood a chance against Man City, who put four past them. Yeah. Uh, Sergio Aguero scored the first two. That was the most obvious thing in the world. <laughs> Ilkay Gundogan, and of course you had him and I didn't because I just can't see the obvious. Uh, Ilkay Gundogan scored two of his own, and De Bruyne and Gundogan again. On the, this is a big Gundogan game and a yeah. big Aguero. And of course, I Gundogan on the bench in oh. uh, in Taga. I still won, but it, it was it was ugly. I mean, I didn't want to be that guy because Taga suffered a, a website crash, a web app crash. So uh, and like they were gonna allow like if you emailed them like to say like this was the lineup change I wanted to make by the end of the games on Saturday, so I could actually just look at my lineup or at the end of the game Sunday. Um, so I could have looked at my lineup, see what saw what the best possible lineup was, and then just tell them what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And Gundogan being on the bench, scoring forty points, it's like I, I don't want to be that jerk who just puts <laughs> him. I, mean, I was going to because he was starting, uh, but who did you start instead? You were fair. Oh, I'm surprised but, that you would were, were going to make that change. Well, it, it's the matchup. Like it's a really, really yeah. good match. I guess. I mean, and, Fair was playing. And, and, yeah, but Leroy Fair wasn't playing consistently with Bob yeah. Bradley as coach. Yeah. That was the issue. <laughs> and since Leroy Fair was playing on Sunday or Monday, Monday, me, yeah, I couldn't take that risk, yep, which was good why point. I couldn't have gone in. Anyway, well, wow, you're on a uh, seven game winning streak in that league. And I think I lead that. I think they lead the league in points. Yeah, you're, like you're up thirty on me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I thought that was the Rotowire League. Oh, no, that was uh, Gundogan's no, on my roster. Yeah, you know, Gundogan's on my roster in the... Um, yeah, Taga yeah, so, Premier, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. never mind. It wouldn't have been for Leroy Fair then. 
because Leo Fair is not on that team. It would have been for uh, Nasser Chats. It would oh, have been. Sorry, for- yeah, no, no, no. You're right. It is in uh, the RotoWire league. That's what I, that's what I thought. It would have yeah. been for Leo. Doesn't yeah. matter. Didn't happen. Um, it was unfortunate, uh, but I think I still came up winners anyway. So and no harm, no foul, basically. Yep. Anyway, if anyone had big thoughts about Ben Foster in this game, they were dashed by a negative two point performance. Ooh, yeah, that was a bad Again, one. Again, I, I just want to I just want to focus on this. He is not Tom Heaton. No one else <laughs> in this league is Tom Heaton. It's that simple. That's simple. Um, uh, Gundogan scored again today in Champions League against Barcelona, who is pretty good. If, uh, if you guys don't know that, so uh, what's weird is that he's not a goal scorer. He's he's kind of pulling a lot of Frank Lampard box. right right place at the right time goals and uh, so uh, I saw all this stuff how his price is like rising in FPL and people got to jump on him I'm like whoa 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 like he might score two more the whole season he's not Yaya Torre even though he's playing Yaya's spot may he rest in peace <laughs> actually speaking of Taga we just got a message from John Wallen in that league he's looking for a forward no. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought he was going to be apologizing for the outage, even though he even though he couldn't have listened to the podcast live. It's not possible. Um, despite having him on sometimes, the <laughs> he yeah. still doesn't listen. I'm yeah. just kidding. Yaya is going to be well rested for uh, the Africa Cup of Nations, at least. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right, and then he'll be freshly injured as well. Yeah, this this is a, this is a really good time for Victor Moses to get really hot. Oh. Uh, because we'll talk about him anyway. Uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but let's get Kalechi to and Nacho too. Anyway, yes, yeah, we'll when we do our Africa Cup of Nations podcast, we'll talk about them. Let Let's get through the Christian Benteke revenge game first. Uh, it was Crystal <laughs> Palace. It was Crystal Palace two Liverpool four. Uh, I don't see Christian Benteke anywhere. What happened? Um, I think he has, feels no ill will to Liverpool. I don't think it's any revenge. I think he realized. Everybody realized it just wasn't the right spot. He made he got a nice salary boost there. I don't think it was any uh, any problems. There's no revenge. It was just. In fact, they were probably happy to see each other. No. No, I don't believe <laughs> he doesn't know. It was a just, fun game, at least. Despite yes. It, yes. Yes. Being, yes. No. It was fun. Uh, so for me, we always talk about this, Andrew. Um, can you actually start two midfielders on Liverpool? Can you? I mean, it, 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 the answer is yes, you can, but you can't just like arbitrarily pick. In, although in this game, you you could have. I mean, Henderson and Chan both got on the score sheet. But as far as the more predictable guys, Firmino scored a goal and Coutinho got two assists. Yep. So uh, it, there is a lot of midfield production still here. We talk about this every week almost. And you know, are you coming around to the fact that you can start multiple Liverpool midfielders or does it just have to be one of – or if you pick two, it has to be two of Coutinho, Firmino, and Mane? Well, that's the problem. Did Mane get on the score sheet? He did not. Right. And so if you went with Mane and I did. Coutinho or you – know, you know, you have to have – you have to nail both of them is the problem. Like when you stack them like that, particularly in DraftKings because um, where their salaries are, you're missing out on the possibility of – uh, somebody else doing it and so if you if you take two of them you are banking on them slaughtering another team and that you're getting the right guys like just what we said it was uh emery chan and jordan henderson scored so if you you know if you went Coutinho, obviously what uh, i think it was two assists 
and he was taking corners. But like if you went Coutinho and Mane, like you just weren't getting nearly well, enough I, back. Or like if you did what I did and you went Mane and uh, Firmino, you didn't get enough. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. And so y- usually you're not going to get enough on DraftKings. On on FanDuel, you'll be able to make that move because like Henderson racks up points and um, Coutinho obviously did with his assists. So I think you, you'll be able to pull it there just because there are more more ways to make up points for a winning team. But uh, in terms of, of DraftKings, which is basically, you know, crosses, shots, and goals uh, for, for attacking players, um, you just, you need to, you need to get them right. And so I'd rather just try to pick one or avoid it altogether. Um, you're kind of leaving yourself exposed, but the, the, the times where two of them will go off in the same game and that you get both of them correct uh, is minimal. Yeah. I mean, the one factor, the one tipping point for me is that Firmino, you know, he he does play in the false nine sometimes, so he's not really actually playing as a midfielder. You're Firmino? just getting, yeah, correct. Yeah. So I, I mean, you, even though he's technically classified as a midfielder, he's actually playing more as a forward strategically in the game. But that that almost lowers his floor. Not almost as it does. And I mean, obviously, the the I'm not sure the upside changes all that much when. Sturridge starts and Firmino's either next to him or behind, you know, wherever he is. Uh, I think Firmino starting as the false nine means he's more dependent on more goal dependent. Yeah, it's a, it, I'm, I, I mean, I, I tried to bait you into coming around to my side, but what happened is I came around to yours. <laughs> sorry. It's OK. Facts, sorry. facts often get in the way of my opinions. Yep. It's OK. Uh, let's move on, though. Uh, but before we do, uh, we have a Mac Weldon spot to do. Uh, Andrew, uh, whenever I look at baseball athletes, you can always there's not much that's left to the imagination. <laughs> and uh, I, fortunately for some of them, uh, Mac Weldon can keep them comfortable and also looking stylish at the same time, because let's be honest, you can see everything. <laughs> I don't watch nearly enough baseball to anymore uh, and it's not something i probably noticed back in the day but i'm sure mac weldon would help any baseball player perform better yeah uh, i mean if it, if it happened back in the day when babe ruth was playing maybe he would have more home runs and fewer hot dogs <laughs> because mac weldon makes you feel better so you don't have to eat the hot dogs correct oh, correct okay. and he wouldn't he wouldn't have to go eat uh do hot dog competitions on the same day as games hmm. <laughs> mac weldon guys the power to change the world one hot dog at a time <laughs> Oh, man. Where Let's go on to Sunday, shall we? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Everton 2, West Ham 0. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching this game. Uh, Romelu Lukaku is just a, a man beast. That There's really no other way to put it. The There was an interesting conversation uh, on Twitter that uh, a few guys that I follow were having uh, more like stat guys uh, talking about how good Lukaku will be one day um, based on how good he is now. And it was kind of this whole, you know, when he reaches his peak, um, how good is he going to be? And then that kind of spiraled into a whole, are we sure he's not in some sort of three-year peak right now? But I think people just kind of underestimate how young he is uh, and how much he's been able to do at this age. Um, He's like 23, right? Yeah. Like he's younger than, I mean, not to, be that guy but like he's younger than Neymar and Neymar is widely um, considered kind of the next best player in the world because he's so young and uh, 
it'll all depend on where Lukaku goes next season to for his I was going to say legacy which is absurd but like he he's going to be one of the best players in the world at some point yeah and it's not going to be at Everton we don't think there's no way it's going to be at Everton yeah, yeah, something will have to drastically change for that to be that way. But uh, Lukaku and Balassi look great in terms of their linkage together. Uh, Balassi assisting on Lukaku's goal. And then Ross Barkley got on the score sheet, which was nice to see, assisted by Lukaku on a nice break. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I was playing actually in a head-to-head uh, on DraftKings, and I faded Lukaku. Not because I didn't think he was a bad play. I just kind of liked other guys. Dimitri Payet was one of them. And that assist, it was like, oh my gosh, that becomes part of his game. That That's kind of where, not where it clicked for me, but like if he can start doing that, um, he may leave in January. <laughs> you know, like... Chelsea feel, will be in. Yeah, I'll I feel bad for everybody, for all these Everton fans, because he's he's too good for that club, to put it as meanly as I can. Um, and... It's uh, I don't know I don't know where he goes, but it's yeah, yeah. It's not that he's necessarily too good for the club because that just implies all sorts of things that we don't want. He just can't he can't take the next step into superstardom being at Everton. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, good is just yeah. It, that that's I, I think that's really what we what we're trying to say there. Like, it's not like he's like morally superior or oh that's not know, what I meant. I meant fit, or, like, or just, as a player he is. Yeah. Anyway, it just it just want to make sure we are clear on <laughs> that. We don't want angry Everton fans yelling at us. All right, uh, let's go on to the only game that mattered. It was Southampton nil, Chelsea two. Uh, the Eden Hazard show just continues, and then Diego Costa with a nice uh, curled shot, which you don't see very often. No. That's a little collector's item. Uh, so, um, and that was assisted by Eden Hazard. So it, it's just been. It's been smooth sailing since the three four three. They still have not allowed a goal. Yes, that's correct. Moving. If only it's, somebody it's, had it's been pointing that three. out this entire time. Oh man! Well, I'll tell you this much: it's going to get tested again next week when they play Everton. Mm-hmm. But yeah, talk about an unstoppable force and an immovable object right now. Yeah, right. Um, that Costa goal was shocking to me. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was shocked he even took the shot. And then when it went in, I was like, I I just didn't know he had that in his game. Yeah. Who um, knew? Who knew? Who knew? He took influence from Jordan Henderson. Yeah, uh, that was more a Coutinho, Coutinho yeah. range than Henderson. Well, I would say with the Jordan Henderson shot against Chelsea. Ah, yes, yes, of course. Um, but yeah, they they look great, and the Pedro replacement of Willian, uh, which was a little poor in nature, um, or at least the fact that he's keeping it, you know. Um, for those who don't know, Willian uh, went on bereavement leave and Pedro kind of got the spot start and now Willian hasn't been able to get a starting job back. But Pedro's playing really well and uh, it's tough to, to switch things up when you're on this kind of run. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate. I wish it, didn't, I wish it wasn't that way. Um, it's a little crass, um, but... I mean, the result. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a results driven business, and if the results currently are that you don't let up goals and you don't lose, uh, that that'll work for most coaches. Yeah, well, that's true. <clears throat> and it it, 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 it kind of lowers my feel good, but that doesn't matter in terms of wins and losses. Like, my, it, it's a, it's just it just it feels a little dirty to me, is all. Yeah. Do you think Kurt Zuma? Breaks in to the starting lineup when he's fit. 
Like um, the easy thing to say is like, yeah, of course he's going to replace Cahill, but like they, they, they haven't let up a goal yet. I understand that, but <laughs> I, I, I really do understand what you're, what you're getting at here. Um, I think it eases the transition back. He doesn't have to be rushed. That, that, that's the way I'll put it. Yeah. Uh, I, I still think that when Zuma's fit, he'll play. Okay. All right, let's go on to the last game of the weekend, which was actually on Monday. All tricks for Stoke, very few treats for Swansea. It was Stoke 3, Swansea 1. Do we have another you want to talk about Chelsea? Uh, we did. Okay. Uh, it was the, you didn't you know, want to talk about Southampton? How about that? That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, what was there to, what's there to say? Okay. I mean, they didn't. They didn't look like formulating any kind of attack. I mean, we, we t- you talk about Cotuam, like you know, getting this another clean sheet in the three four three. There's only one shot on target. Like, yeah. come on, <laughs> they didn't. There was there was no semblance of any kind of attack. Uh, I mean, it, I, I believe that. I, I think if you look at the FPL, I think it was like the bonus point system. Dusan Tadic doesn't even register on it, and that that tells you all you need to know. I think it was all defenders because yeah. they were just. They were the only ones who were doing anything because Chelsea had the ball in the offensive third the entire game. Yeah. Okay. So it just, it just, yeah. It, I, I, I mean, that's really the only takeaway you can take from that. But I, I, another person that, by the way, Zuma can come in for is Aspilicueta because he's not really a center back. But I don't know. It, 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 we don't have to think. We, you don't have to think about it now. But I mean, that's really the only thing you can say about Southampton is they, they really didn't come to play offensively. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to Stoke, shall yeah. we? Because this will be one of the last times we'll be able to talk about Wilfred Bonney in a positive light. Uh, <laughs> he scored twice. twice. Joe Allen. Joe Allen. Two assists. Yep. Mr. Playmaker. Um, uh, what was that? <laughs> just, just, just after you were saying I'm not going to be in the Joe Allen business. Uh, and then furthermore, there was an own goal, I believe, scored as yes. well. Yes. Elsie uh, so, Mawson. Yes. Excellent after finish. One. Yeah. Not Poor to be kid. confused with the, not to be confused with the Alfie. That's the actor in Game of Thrones. I just forgot his last name, but he and I don't know what I'm trying to get at here. Uh, Wayne Routledge scored the lone goal for Swansea, and nice to see Gilfie Sigurdsson get an assist. Yes. Um, he is the he is the central man. He is the playmaker. So um, yeah, I think the two biggest things out of this one were that Jordan Shakiri left in the first half with an injury. And Shocking no one. Marco Arnautovic picked up his fifth yellow card, so he's out next weekend. Shocking no one. These are all things that are not shocking about either one of those two players. Jordan Shakiri hurt, Marco Arnautovic getting too many yellows. Yeah, it just means more time for Joe Allen. What it also means is that Diego Costa is not the first player to get suspended on yellow cards. Oh, there there have already been a few. I know, but, it's, it's, but yes, you're right. We, we, just, we just haven't talked about it. That's, That's right. all, because like, he got four yellow cards in his first four games. Right, right. He's been much nicer <laughs> since. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, uh, man, the, the Shakiri injury really hurts. Arnautovic suspension obviously is more of a short-term thing. We don't, we haven't heard the, the severity of, uh, of Shakiri's injury, but it was kind of one of those, like you knew it was bound to happen just because that's just what he does. But it's a bummer that it comes now because they're, they're really starting to, to turn it around. Swansea, ugh. It's it. I mean, this is what this is what's to be expected when you yeah. have a new coach. Yeah. Uh, if anyone thought that <laughs> that Bob Bradley was going to turn this around in a day, come on. Let's be honest here. 
but he does have to turn this around um, you know, relatively quickly because there's a lot of pressure on him, especially being the first American manager to, you know, to manage this high up in the in the stratosphere of, of, of global soccer for one, but also just the first person to do it in the top flight of the English league. Yeah, I think that's pressure that we recognize here and nobody else cares about. I disagree. Because if you talk, if you talk to people that are, you know, when you hear all the pundits that are actually inside of soccer, both, you know, English and American, because those only anyone who speaks English, basically. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm sure there are people from other countries that speak English that are on these shows, but um, you hear about the glass ceiling that there is for American managers. Yeah, I, I, people don't people don't think this country is serious when it comes to this sport. Yes, uh, and I, I think most of that uh, is, is produced here, and I think uh, elsewhere, even in England, it's kind of like okay, he's the first, and but I don't think they're necessarily lobbying any extra pressure on him because of it. I think all that pressure comes from here, and us saying you need to do well because we have to show them, you need to show them how good we are. And I'm not sure that's really pressure that comes domestically there. If that makes any sense. It makes a little sense, but it's... All right, that's all I need. Okay. <laughs> Good enough. I mean, it's just... I mean, this this could have been like a perfect storm for Stoke, you know, playing at night. You know, in Stoke is always a tough place to play. Uh, you know, when the wind starts whipping and it's that season now. So it's... Yeah, I, I, for Bonnie, Bonnie, excuse me. For Bonnie, is this just a one-off or a two-off in this case? Cause he scored twice, or is this, you know, like the kickstarting that he's absolutely needed for Stokes' offense? Because Stokes has been just terrible offensively coming uh, coming into recent weeks. They picked it up a little bit of late, but yeah, I think I saw some stat that like almost all of his goals since leaving Swansea have come against Swansea. So. I don't I'm not ready to buy in yet. Yeah, I mean I think few people are. But <laughs> it's a few people probably are ready to buy into it, but it it's just something worth pointing out cuz he is a big name still and he's 10 for any what is it 10% of the way to 20. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Do you think he reaches 10? No. Not even 10. Uh He's got 28 well, games left. 27 games left. What are we up to? Uh, I know. I know. See, it's I know. It's bad. It's just bad. It's also because the thing about Wilfred Bonney is that it's a goal or it's nothing at all fantasy wise. Oh yeah. It's really oh, yeah. nothing else he does. And he gets substitute. He doesn't take a he, ton of shots either. Yeah, that's the problem. He's not an eight shot guy like Aguero yeah. or Ibrahim. Yeah, also, also because Stoke don't take eight shots in those <laughs> right. games. That's another problem. Right. So, I, I mean, he's... Not when Joe Allen's hogging everything. <laughs> I can't even say that's not true. <laughs> I wonder um, if Boyan will get a run this weekend or... Yeah. You know. I'll, yeah, and on the Swansea side, back to Bob Bradley, I still don't think he's figured out what his lineup is Totally agree. Be. Totally agree with you. When you see Wayne Routledge has scored, you're like, oh my God, we're, we're, we're back here. I think Routledge and Sigurdsson are the only outfield players to start every all three matches. I'll have to double check on that, but I, I... like like the next thing you know, Jefferson Montero and Key are going to start scoring. And, well, and then Key, you know, Key looks like he might be locked in. Yeah. Um, Montero's hurt, so we don't have to deal with that, thankfully. But Montero, like Montero's crossing numbers, make Jesus Navas blush. 
Yeah, but just one last note before we sign off here um, is that Leroy Fair, uh, if you have Montaga, I'd stash him. I wouldn't drop him yet, but it, uh, I'm thinking about it. He started on the wing. Um, yeah, that's not his spot. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not really where he goes. That, 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 again, stash until you see what we're, like what, what Bob Bradley is thinking there because he does have the talent to really boss the midfield. He really does. He's shown it against Chelsea and he showed it against others too. Yeah. It's... Uh, you just you, you have to wait and see on this one. You have to be a little bit patient. You know, give it a give it a, like two or three more weeks, and then make your decision on all Swansea players for one, except for Guilfi Sigurdsson. You're going to keep him no matter what. Right. But for all Swansea players, you got to give it two or three more weeks to see what the rotation is going to look like, um, and then you can make your decisions from there. But Leroy Fair to me is not someone who is not, he's not on the same plane as Guilfi Sigurdsson. That no matter what, he's going to be on a roster. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. All right, and on that fair note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Oh, happy November to everyone, by the way. We can't believe we crossed into that barrier. We made it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we have so many more months to go. Uh, but uh, for Andrew, I have been Mike. We will catch you later on this week when we preview game week 11, and hopefully no one gets hurt for the rest of these European games. I'll talk to you then, Andrew. Yes, thank you, Mac Weldon. Yes, thank you, Mac Weldon. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.